forgotten. You, you realize this is the same situation we have with Melita Jokovic. Oh, Mila, Mila well, oh, yeah, Mila she's been doing yeah. Her. Resident Evil. All her movies are her husband's movies. What's yeah. wrong with that? Tim Burton did that with his baby mama, Hella Bonner Carter, too. And like, no yeah, one ever said that. That's yeah, but largely his movies are better than Jokovic's husband's movies. I mean, yeah. Yes. I agree with that. You know, no one's expecting Shakespeare. But it's not going to be good. Man, you've got so much haterade. The trailer starts. Monster Hunter, words starling Emilio Vitz. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> did she like me? There they go, the clown and the two thugs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B in the house today. We have Manda Panda. What's up? We have Shayna Bash B in the house. The. Uh, yeah, have VFA Kuchina. Hi, Shayna's mom. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Abby Abstergo. I have no follow-up. Uh, today we are talking about <laughs> Today we are talking about Thunder Force. This is the new um Melissa McCarthy property about two friends who become superheroes and it's kind of taking an alternative take to that kind of story. We also talk about Morbid the Seven Acolytes. This is a game that apparently, from what we've gotten from FO, may or may not live up to that gravitas that the name promises. We're also going to give you the inside stuff on God Strike. This is a new property for on the Nintendo Switch. Abby's going to have the nitty gritty on that. And we will talk about Wicked Things. This is a comic from Boom Studios that was just released in trade. Interesting story and take on the detective genre. So we'll give you the inside stuff on whether or not the Brits can hang like the US does their thing. But first, we're going to throw it over to FO to give us the lowdown on Morbid, the Seven Acolytes. Oh, man. Well, if you were thinking any positive, wonderful things, I'm going to have to turn it down a notch. Unfortunately, you are going to be thrown into a world where the gods have forsaken us and we are stuck with the darkness. Oh, it's 2020 all over again. An evil group of basically deities called uh, Gahars as they have twisted and ruined the world by attaching their creatures of onto dead flesh and animals and basically taking control. Except Anyone else want lunch all of a sudden? What's up? I am hungry. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about like dead flesh and all this gross gore and stuff, man. Come on. <laughs> and thus, the world has been thrown into complete chaos. All right, so lay, lay it on us, man. You get you get a little heavy-handed with the with. The, okay, well, basically at this point, you're going to be playing as this particular character. I don't want to spoil the name and stuff, but you'll be playing as this particular warrior who was basically trained, the last survivor of the Diborn, and your duty is to run around and basically defeat these seven acolytes. And if you succeed, you will basically free the world from the tyranny and evil of the you know, credit, you know, morbid and stuff. Basically, this so, game so you, is... You mean to tell know, me if I fail, I fail everybody? If you fail, yeah, it's pretty much game over. The world is done. It's, I'm like, I'm not even kidding. It, it even says it in the game. Like, if you fail, you plunge the world in complete chaos. So... No pressure, there, right? No pressure. You sound like my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Morbid than the Second Acolytes is basically, I, I guess, and I and I really hate saying this phrase, but it is kind of like Dark Souls, because I've been trying to find something that people can gravitate on, and unfortunately, a lot of people still gravitate towards Dark Souls. It's more Dark Souls, Castlevania. It's it's got decent exploration. The world is a lot bigger than you think, 
and you don't really have to worry about traveling too far and getting like load times and stuff like that which is nice so that's that's the best aspect of it so pretty much this game is rpg like because it's not really levels it's basically what you can find and gather so there are items that you can discover on the map basically get those and then at the same time there's weapons that you can get not just from only defeating the seven acolytes but there are actually a lot of mini bosses on this particular world in fact they're just they're really random at locations random ish like depending if you go into a different area you might just think like oh you're facing a particular enemy but in order to tell these little mini bosses if you see like a red skull surrounded by their health bar then basically that's the mini boss and you really want to kill them because they drop some fabulous amazing fantastic extraordinary items that end up being extremely useful at fighting these dang acolytes and man let me tell you these these things are kind of no joke but well, let's get into the combat so the combat is where to attack you also have an option to parry you have an option to run you have an option to dodge basically do a barrel roll aka dark souls dodge barrel roll. do a barrel roll do the barrel roll <laughs> surprisingly enough it's like even though you're basically on a one-on-one -on -one fight if there's an enemy near they're actually the ai is pretty smart and they will come to assist their particular uh you know like whoever's fighting they'll pretty much try to assist them so that's actually pretty interesting. You also have Hold the option. I'm, I'm used to decades upon decades of just a completely useless AI that if they're not like, you know, we boss rushing me, um, I may have to do like some weak ass escort missions with the most inept AI ever. Like, oh my God, there's zombies behind me. Should I turn around? Nah, like, you're, you're definitely going to have to turn around for this one. So the AI is very. very I'm not going to say like super intelligent and stuff like that, but the AI kind of knows like if, if it eventually sees what's going on, then it'll, it'll make a little bit of a decision and it might come right away or it might just take its time or it just might just stay over there. So it's kind of a little bit of a random ish. Although I do know one thing, if you do, and you do have the option to run from these guys, you do not have to fight everything you see. In fact, if this is kind of like Dark Soul-ish, it's better not to fight sometimes than it is to fight. You only fight if you think you're going to get something out of it. You do have the option to run, but some enemies will follow you. Follow you. And I believe I had this at least happen twice where I've had enemies actually come and interfere during the boss fights when I was actually facing one of the acolytes. So, oh, wait, like this is like they'll run interference uh, while yeah, you're like in the middle of They'll be like, hey, bro, uh, look, you ran past me a few minutes earlier or a few seconds earlier. Uh, I don't like that. I'm, I'm coming to get you. I want to get you. <laughs> like, you oh, and no, me. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me ask you about the gameplay experience then, because that can go one of two ways. That can be like, oh, it's a really dope thing they threw in to make the battle more realistic. Or it can be like, okay, so I was finally getting uh, a little bit over on this boss. So, like, 19 random AI figures that kind of come out of nowhere because it's scripted to be cheap. Uh, so, luckily enough, it's it might just be like one or two. Like, if you run past enemies a little bit further after a while they will stop and they'll just be like eh, you're, you're too because you're so fast when you run like your walk speed is already pretty fast enough so just being able to run is just like yeah i'm you're good man i'm i'm not gonna attack you i'll, I'll wait till you come back into this general area again you know but <laughs> if, if they are like pretty close to the acolytes which is very surprising that if you think you're in an area that could be a boss fight, there's a good chance it might not be a boss fight. But if you think you're in an area where you might discover something, 
then that actually where you could be having a boss or like a mini boss fight. And and, and that's the one thing I kind of like where it's just like, because you're so used to trying to explore and you think like, oh, this would be a really good spot for, you know, a treasure chest. And you're like, you're right. And then you see a mini boss or you might see like four enemies right here. Or you might actually run into the acolyte and you're like, how do I face the button? And then like the also thing is just like the areas really don't close up. Well, except for like the last few acolytes. I don't want to give like a certain number because then you'll be like, oh, OK, well, I can just mentally prepare. And then that's another thing about this game, too, is preparation is also going to be key. Finding health and not using it right away is also going to be key. You're going to have to, like, in, in my opinion, because health is very scarce in this world after really going in and discovering and looking stuff up, like not looking stuff. Well, actually, I did Google some things to see if, like, I could find or get more health. But now nah, it's it's a uh, it's kind of difficult ish and you don't really know when you're going to get it. But luckily enough, you do find these things called shrines. And if you pray in front of it, and you, well, not pray, but if you meditate in front of it, not only do you save, and if you like leave and come back and get your health back-ish, depending on like the location and stuff like that, it's better to die in this game, I'm gonna be honest, if your health is below 50% and you're about to face an acolyte, because usually seven, eight out of 10-ish, if you see a like if you, if you see that little statue that the, the place to just go ahead and meditate there's a good chance that you're actually going to face an acolyte and then you can just use that and be like oh man like i basically got my butt kicked by a bunch of enemies earlier but i just found this shrine and i just meditated and then i saved and i'm like there's a good like you know what you, you don't need to use your health it's, it's better to just die and then come back with full health and then just go ahead and do this also there's these um items that you can get that can increase your strength and speed, but it also gives you insanity. Insanity is definitely not what you want to have. It really does mess with the screen. It can mess up with your movement and stuff like that. But you also get like these really nice trade-offs because there's some like items that can give you like increased speed, increased strength for X amount of time, but it also increases your insanity. And uh, yo, <laughs> let's just say you want to pay attention to that little purple bar on your far left side. If that gets if that gets full. <laughs> Yo, it's 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 done. You you might wanna <laughs> might wanna just like die and just come back. Or if you do have an item that can get rid of your insanity, do that. This is a completely different uh, uh, direction uh, to this review than I thought this was gonna go at the start. You've been telegraphing for like the last ten minutes. Yo, yeah, I'm gonna talk about this game for two minutes, two two seconds. Here. Well, you know uh, what? Let me I tell you about this game. I, 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 I enjoyed the game and I, and I really dug into and it. I'm, I'm like, I thought you were just gonna like, no, 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 don't don't buy this game. Forget this game. I no, no, no. Game, this, 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 okay, this is so a lot like of positive stuff. This this game isn't really for I I don't want to be like a mean or a douche or nothing like that, but it's kind of like. Yes, if you you're do. if you're kind of like in that yes, mode or something like that, or if you're not prepared or used to playing Dark Souls or something like, like you're really gonna have a hard time because you're gonna assume like, oh, I, I took this amount of damage, I'm gonna use my health, and next thing you know, you're not gonna have enough health when you really need it, which is the boss fights and stuff like that. It's better sometimes not to listen. So like there are these little books on the ground that can give you advice and tell you what to do, like your special attacks, or sometimes it's better not to completely follow what they're doing, like the oh, game advice. Like, I thought you said these books on the ground that give you a vice. 
Yeah, and I'm like, okay, oh my God. I, it bumps up your. Kind of interesting. It bumps up your cast yeah. but suddenly you're an alcoholic now. You know, no, I'm sorry, but it gives <laughs> you advice, and you can okay. choose to actually like. Okay, so like, I'll give one example, right? So you do have stamina. Of course, you can increase that with like certain items and uh, things you get to increase your stamina and your health. But there's like this ability that you learn that's kind of like parry, right? And you can parry enemies' attacks. But depending on your weapon, you might not be fast enough to be able to attack that particular enemy, even though you parry. And parry does use a certain amount of stamina. And that stamina, with the added bonus of attacking, can be nice in getting that small amount of damage. Like, you don't really get a huge amount of damage, but it's just like, you could spend more stamina doing that versus you can attack and dodge roll up, right? Because you could pretty, like, you're not linear at this point. Like you can go up, down, left, right when you dodge roll, right? And that could actually save you on stamina and get you out of a particular situa situation. And then what you can do is use your walk speed to just basically maneuver around the enemy and then attack them again. So it's just like small things like that, where it's just like, but the, and, 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 and the game doesn't really, really tell you that. Like you get to you get to a point in this game, but you're just so bad that you can pull off like this ill parry move, and then you're like, haha, and the boss just turns around like it's nothing and snuffs you. Honestly, yeah, that that happened to me on the first boss when I actually did parry his move, and then I tried to attack, but then the boss was a lot quicker with his punch, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna do that no more. You know, it's just I'm gonna quickly just slash and move up. Also, high ground is key in this game, so if you're on top of an enemy, I would highly recommend you doing that. For those unfamiliar with the high ground tactic, uh, I would recommend watching episode three of Star Wars. Oh, stop. <laughs> You'll learn stop. why high ground is important. <laughs> but yeah, high ground yeah. really works in this game. You also have the ability of doing like this super amazing sword slash attack, which does ridiculous damage on uh, enemies and, and mini bosses and and even the bots itself. But it takes a long time to, you know, to charge up or basically just come on out. But I mean, it's kind of worth it. But if you get the high ground and you use it, believe it or not, it's got like this nice little half a crescent moon. So I, I, I guess I'll call it crescent moon slash of an attack, you know. But yeah, either, either way, there's 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 a lot of things I can go on about the game. You also get like these runes that you can add to the weapons. Then you can have like fire, or you can take like health from the enemies that you attack. Honestly, I can really talk all about this game. Can you? Because I don't know where you you've you've described a lot of really badass stuff and made it sound as banal as possible. No. Like yeah, you know you can attach runes and all, and you know high power your weapon and stuff. You can come with the, this, this overhead crescent slash and then yeah, you, I really and did destroy them and stuff. Didn't you? I, yes, you did. I, what the hell? <laughs> I thought I came in unprepared and I was gonna just say like, yo, this game sucks. Thumbs down. No, actually, this game is actually surprisingly good. I am close to beating the seven acolyte. I've just been. A little frustrated in facing this particular acolyte. I don't want to give it away, but honestly, from what I played, you know, this might have been the best darn game I've gotten here since Raise the Dead. Like, really, I'm, I'm very happy that I got a chance to review this. I would give it a thumbs up if you are into roguelike games or Castlevania games or just pixel art cool i want to do amazing attacks and be freaking incredible and of course if you know how to do a barrel roll then yo you'll you'll be the king at this game I mean, come on, who doesn't by now you play star fox do a barrel roll do a barrel roll like 
Is this roguelike? Because you hadn't mentioned Absolutely. it throughout the whole thing. It's, so it I was like, roguelike. I'm you said so like eight times. Like, die. I really just got into back. the mechanics of the game. I feel like that's where I fell in love with it. It's just like the creativity and the things that you can do. It's it's, it's just the the options that you have that you don't think you have, even though the game doesn't really explain it. Okay. All right. Very surprising. Uh, twist and turns. Oh, you even have a gun. I literally forgot about the gun. I've been so busy <laughs> with the sword because there's so many great things you can do with the sword. But, yo, you have a gun, but you can run out of ammo pretty fast and you have to discover it. But the gun's even really powerful, too. Save, you save your ammo. Like game. You can just shoot them in the face when they get when they get to be a problem. No, no, no. You don't yeah. want to shoot them in the face. Sometimes you want to shoot them in the back, you know, or shoot them where they step on a crack, you know. You want to shoot them where the sun don't shine. Gotcha. That, 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 that. All right, so the game is called Morbid, the second the Seven Acolytes. Uh, it's available now for PlayStation Four. Apparently, got a much more positive uh, opinion than I was than I expected. You know, yeah, you bait and switch this. You got us. You 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 got me at least. Yeah, that was that was. See y'all y'all thought I was gonna come in with this hate, and then y'all thought I wasn't really gonna have much to say. No, because that's I, what you do. You are the like chosen curmudgeon on the show. That's the whole point, man. Because then you guys are like surprised and you're all listening and then you're like, I cannot believe this. Wow. <laughs> that is literally what thought went through my head this whole time. I'm like, look at this mother. <laughs> 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 look at this mother right yes, here. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. Uh, the game was called Morbid the Second F7 Acolytes. FO, thank you very much. No and now let's talk about Thunder Force. This is a new uh, film on Netflix starring Melissa McCarthy, starring Octavia Spencer, and a uh, slew of people you may or may not know, including Jason Bateman, who kind of came off the cut. I don't remember him yeah. prominently in the trailer. And Ooh, I mean, we've, we've got thoughts and impressions. They've done a lot of interesting stuff here. Shana, give us the rundown on Thunder Force. Uh, Thunder Force starts with a girl named Emily who loses her parents to attack on supervillains because in Thunder Force, we live in a universe where a meteor strike hit the earth and gave sociopaths only the ability to have super powers. And right. So Emily's parents have been on the cutting edge of trying to figure out how to create superheroes, but were murdered by a supervillain known as a miscreant in this world. When she has to move in with her grandmother post their death, she meets Lydia, who becomes her best friend pretty much up until college until they have a falling out and then we jump into present day and Lydia has done what her parents were trying not Lydia Emily has done what her parents have tried to do which is make superheroes unfortunately Lydia happens to wander into her lab and kind of takes one of her powers by accident Hi, oh, that, 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 that scene, was it by the way, was it, really it wasn't. Accident? It was. She's just it was. Like one of those people who should, can't not touch stuff. You you can't leave her alone with anything valuable <laughs> or fragile because it will get broken and or stolen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, all she did was sit in a chair, and everyone in this place came down. What are you trying to do? You're trying to sabotage the the forces of good. Are you working for the miscreants? I'm like, yo, she literally. Sat in a chair. Back off. There's security cameras. There's got to be some kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did turn on the light when she was like, "What does this do?" And like, she did. Well, kind of she was asked you, not you, to touch like, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but like you've never been to someone's house and they say don't touch stuff, and then they put oh, you in a room full stuff. of cool, touchable-looking stuff. I mean, I'm a mystery, no, so. I. I, I am that person. You tell me not to touch or move. I will not touch or move because God forbid I touch some Faberge egg and it breaks. And then I'm an indentured servant for 30 years because I couldn't keep my hands off something. That, that, you, you, you that is the pot of four on high school away. host club. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I Abby's right. 
<laughs> all right. Well, all, all that means is that Abby, Mandate, y'all don't get superpowers. I, however, am learning to fly. Shane, you are absolutely correct. The thing about the thing about it is, I feel like they really tried to force the concept of friendship between these two on us. And I mean, dude, y'all got to pick a lane. Is it about the friendship? Is it about their uh, commitment to duty? Is it about the relationship that forms between good and evil? Is it about bon uh, Bobby Cannavale's uh, ridiculous like figure under that suit that's like two sizes too small and he ain't fooling nobody? <laughs> the, the, the dude's coming through here. Like, yes, I'm applying for mayor. Busting out his, busting out his, 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 his uh, three piece. Like you, 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 you. I don't know what you're trying to prove, man. But um, he can fit in that suit. <laughs> he couldn't fit in that suit. That's <laughs> that's what we all walked away from. Amanda, let, let's get your thoughts on Thunder Force. So, I feel like this movie is like, hey, you know what? We have our hard hitting superhero movies. We have like our drama, you know, Byronic hero, super ish movies. But we don't really have a lot of comedic superhero movies. And I think this movie kind of proves why we don't do that. <laughs> or why they haven't figured out the formula on how to balance it. Like, I definitely, I think very much like you, I kind of feel like there was a, I feel like there was a, a confliction of tone. Because you're like, are we focusing on the fact that they're super now? And what that's going to do to their dynamic and the world? Or is it their friendship? Like it kind of teeter-tottered or, or ponged back and forth a lot for me, which kind of threw me out of it a little bit. And then on top of that, it's like, okay, so, you know, Emily does crack the case. She cracks the coach, figures it out. You know, you get Octavia Spencer, who is a gem. And through circumstances, you know, she doesn't get the super, super strength ability. And the ability she gets is invisibility. Now, I don't know about you guys, but black women are already kind of invisible in this world. So, I've been sat on by strangers several times in my life, so yes. So it's is, that like, more, is that more a factor of you being I, black I or of you being very, very small? I mean, <laughs> working almost dose in your case, Shane, maybe. <laughs> but like, it, it, it kind of felt like a weird like stab in my side a little bit because you get this prominent woman color actor in a superhero movie you know, who isn't superhero body ready. Like they, they- I mean, they even the white girl. Right, right, which I I liked that. Like positivity, body all the way. But you get two powers. You're either a super, super strong or you're invisible. And you give invisibility, you give invisibility to the, to the, to the POC who is already kind of marginally invisible as it is. And then, you know, she's, she doesn't fight too much because she has a taser. So like, there's this weird, built-in hesitance to put herself out there because I, I, mean, I think that's why though ultimately she has the invisibility part like not to talk like i think no, no, thematically no. it's because she is like personality wise yeah, yeah. Like, maybe like, i get where you're going but i think that's also <laughs> it might also just be like a character thing because they made her character kind of a shrinking violet and oh, see, so I they made that. her I'm just like y'all so like, found so much depth in this concept. Y'all have yo, found a legit. <laughs> y'all have found a legit reason uh, why they had um, uh, kind of a backwards approach to who was imbued with what powers, and then uh, found a deeper societal implication. I where my point of view was just, nah, it's just a bad movie. And I would have, I would have loved for this. I would have loved for them to have flipped the script a little bit. Right, like if they had given Octavia Spencer's character the super strength, where she had to be frontward facing mm -hmm. the the evil all the time, and you know you're, and I mean, I I'm not trying to come from a white people 
prefacing that right now. No, I'll but do that we, later. Go ahead. But but if but if they had given Melissa McCarthy, who was already kind of always in your face, always heading into it, you know, the power that made her have to, you know, be more tactful, be more reserved. We could have seen some personal growth with both of these characters to make them more, you know, uh, grounded. I think. I mean, yeah. Shannon, can I get this? Right. Can I get this? Go for it. <laughs> All right. See now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They could have did that, but what they actually did was right. This story really is an underlying meaning of how you could have some white woman come in and like take away. You know, she I, her I ain't hating she on no white women. I just want to from that. the I love white the women. Story. Now, what they're trying to say is right. Wait now. Oh man, I, I understand that this looks like I'm like pretty much like you know smack white you down, and that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I not. mean to be fair. Yo, you doing a good job. If, not if they gave, I, if they had given Octavia Spencer the strength power, you could also argue that then she'd be in the position of the aggressive and black, black woman. woman. So, right. You know, yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. <laughs> And uh-huh. I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not dismissing that. Just, I felt like, you know, I would have loved to have seen Octavia actually be like, you know, your Rambo, you know, your Photon from one, like from Wandavision. Like, I would have loved to have seen them let her shine that way. I think that would have been a nice, a nice maybe, change because I think maybe. most times her characters uh, are a little bit more reserved and more supporting characters. That was she was in Ma. <laughs> Abby, I think you've got you've got you've got some thoughts here. No, I'm just saying probably one of my favorite scenes in this film was um like as adults when um Lydia and Emily sort of go back to uh Emily's grandmother's house to try and convince her to move oh my out God, of the, that was so, I <laughs> the neighborhood. That was funny to me. <laughs> and she was like you two are a couple. I've been waiting years for this. And they're like, no. And I'm just, they just pulled out like the, the wedding cake topper. Like, and I was like, ready, this, like custom yeah. made or something in a drawer for like, was, like years, ready funny. to go. Like she handmade it herself. <laughs> yeah. like, a line, like that, that piece is actually a, is actually a collection. Like I have a collection I've of those types. What are you preparing for? <laughs> Well, they're telegraphing I mean, your friends. Okay, these two gonna get together. These two gonna get together. When that I mean, to be up, fair, me and Amanda are married. We did. So, so, so that gives y'all like a sixth sense of who is. No, and who you just isn't. look at a lot of stuff. Yeah, you do. You look at a lot of stuff for sure. I love y'all. Frightening. That's y'all superpower. That's what that is. Like, right um, I, I think, I think that there were there were some really strong comedy moments, and I also feel like they shied away from some too. Like during that whole interaction, like when she's like. Oh, like we have a secret, you know, and she's like, Oh, you guys are together. And she's like, as long as you're not gonna tell me your Thunder Force, because you're a meme now, so like I already know. And the, you know, and then like as she's like, you know, I want you to go out there and kick butt. And like I was totally waiting for her whole monologue to be more like, I don't want you to go get those dresses and march down that aisle. like I kind of wanted her to go with that a little more. Yeah. And like they that shied away from it a little bit, and I'm like, it'd actually be really funny if at the very end they actually got married. <laughs> <laughs> Now, believe it or not, I actually respect how reserved, and I know I'm, I I, I didn't really dig this movie. I acknowledge it wasn't really? terrible. It just wasn't really, it just wasn't really like a, a movie I watched and enjoyed because I'm picking out tropes left and right that, especially now, 
in this day and age, we've had enough examples of good uh, superhero and not even hero focused, just metahuman properties that have been done well and enough that have been done bad that you can, that's where you can do your research. Just watch the ones that haven't worked because they haven't worked for very obvious reasons and the ones that have because very like poignant things are done that you could have easily done with the budget you had in this movie. It had such a huge budget, I can tell because the effects looked good. The costumes didn't look cheesy. The powers actually looked like powers, not like I just got Adobe Premiere. Check me out, y'all. But I also applauded it for being a Melissa McCarthy movie where those have readily fallen on the tropes of it's Melissa McCarthy. She's going to do, uh, and if you'll very, very much forgive this terminology, but I think it il illustrates my point. She's become kind of a female Chris Farley. Agreed. Last few years. All oh, the yeah, movies, no, the comedy fine. comes from her flailing and falling over stuff. And I mean, she's, she's gone good, out of the way in the last comedian. couple of movies. She is, but that's the thing. It's become. <laughs> but it shouldn't always trophy. be the thing. It should yeah, not no, be I get the thing. It. And she's but, done I mean, movies where it hasn't been. That movie Spy, she did, I thought was a really good example of her being funny without doing that left and right. You know? That wasn't was directed by her husband, was it? Yeah, her husband, I'll, I'll get to him. Get, uh -huh. He won't he, yeah. get his. But um, this, I thought, failed, sadly failed, at being a representation of uh, overweight superheroes. This is your, these are your protagonists and your heroes aren't those that fit that, that, that typical uh, Marvel perfect body with the cuts and the, and the, you know, hourglass figures or whatnot. I don't know, body presentation. This could have actually been something very poignant. And I've gotten the argument. I've, I've been talking with, with people about this for like last week. It's just one of those things where it's like, yo, I got to get this off my chest, kid. And a lot of the things that people throw back at me are there really, really aren't that many representations of like, you know, fat superheroes or, or you know, tragically underweight heroes that it's not their power thing. I'm like, you know, yes, there is. There has been for a long time. And then, yes, it's not as prominent as, you know, everyone knows, you know, superhero, uh, Superman has the, the arms and the, you know, the cuts and stuff. And Wonder Woman has the, the, the figure and the legs and all this stuff. And this is what heroes look like, right? It's like, not necessarily. It doesn't have to be. It's never really had to be because if you got powers, if I can naturally just like, you know, lift a bus with one hand, I'm probably, I'm probably, I think it's okay to skip the gym that week. Because, you know, well, apparently, I mean, mission accomplished. You know, I'm here now. You know, so but it's like, you it's like, know why heroes, why comic book heroes look like that. I do, but also in this day and age, we have several representations of heroes that are overweight or underweight or just like not. And it's of not their the power. Ideal. It's not their power. You know, um, there's one book uh, very specifically. I, I, keep, I keep thinking of as I watch this one, Faith. If anyone's uh, read Faith from Valiant Comics, she's a very specifically uh, designed, canonically fat woman who is a superhero. Her, uh, the whole thing is everyone underestimates her because she's fat, and it's just like, yeah, you know, and that's why I get the, that's why I get the drop on these criminals because they assume, oh, what's this fat woman going to do? And then I stop their ass. She doesn't talk like that because she's very, very white. But um, that's Fair. the message of the book. In that's a lot of fat villains, I, I I know, but what I'm getting at is it's been done well, and I feel like this movie didn't take any any hints, any clues, any notes from any of those things that have done it well. And they kind of forced, um, you see, someone agrees with me, they're laughing at me. Uh, someone, Abby, I, you've been trying to say something and I feel like I've been like steamrolling over your point, my bad. So Thunder Force, like, it tried to straddle both being a superhero movie and also a comedy movie. And it didn't really do either of those things very well. Like if they wanted to go for a comedy film, then they should have gone for a comedy film. If they wanted to go for a hero film, they should have gone for a hero film. 
they tried to do these two genres and combine them, it just didn't end up the way they probably wanted it to. And the end I result. The way they wanted it to. Yeah. The way they went was. Mm. Amanda very, so very politely raises her hand. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, if you kind of want like a buddy comedy, like rising to the occasion hero type movie that kind of has this comedy lilt better, watch the other guys. Yeah, <laughs> Minus the superpowers, uh, watch the other guys. <laughs> like, yes, th- that is a better movie than this one. Mm. So. And, and has a, a worse really movie cool that's still somehow better, watch Mystery Men. Oh, I, I, I have not given my review, have I? <laughs> uh, no, 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 Shane. We've been waiting with bated breath on pins and needles. Yes. And, in this movie. Ultimately, and I find this movie largely unoffensive. Like, Thank I know. One of those <laughs> moments where it's so good that we're not in the same space. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love you, Shane. But anyway, I know you do. It's not the worst movie you'll ever see. Um, it made me laugh, but it did not make me laugh hard. And I think that's kind of the ultimate issue is if you're going to be mad, madcap and campy and silly, you really got to go hard and make me laugh. Because if you don't play up, because I feel like in a lot of ways, this should have been a little more campy maybe. And that would have helped because largely it is kind of ridiculous um but you know what this reminds me of like you know how they have dad movies and they're like those action movies for slightly older men this feels to me kind of like a mom movie like okay a i'm a little movie. upset i know exactly what you're talking about and i'm like <laughs> yeah when i liked wild hogs I- oh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep no actually i think you just i think you just cracked the case because i'm like yes. oh my god if I were like mom, it's like, this is me. If I were a superhero, what I would right. do. Like, now to be fair, don't sleep on 40-something-year-old women because they're usually right. the ones getting stuff done. Middle-aged women and up, like, they don't got time for BS. They just do what they need to do, and especially if they're especially if they're women of color. They're like, Mm-mm, no, I don't got this much time. I just, I just want to get this done and get stuff. I just, I have a list. It needs to be checked off. That's it. So on that level, like I did enjoy lots of parts of this movie, but the whole thing played out isn't as funny as the individual pieces of the movie. And it's probably largely because, well, there's some really good comedic actors in it. Like there, there are no weak links in the chain. The only weak links are is the writing when it comes to the actual story plot and not finding the correct amount of balance between the action, the comedy, and the, you know, the more tender moments. It's not that this can't be done. It has been done. You just had, they just needed to figure out the formula with their characters. Like, mm. I liked Lydia's character because she reminds me of your everyday kind of hero. She's the kind of person who helps out everyone because she's just genuinely nice. Um, yes, she may cause messes around her occasionally, but the truth of the matter is she is a really good hearted person. Like she saw the kid, the new kid come to her school and get bullied. And the first thing she does is stand up for them. When she goes to her regular hangout after work, she offers to fix the um, broken windows and the doors that the um, miscreants cause. She doesn't even necessarily sound like she charges them. She's like, you know, I'll just come put a piece of paint, paint of glass in there for you. Don't you worry about it. I got your back. Like, 
I mean, Those, she, like, she even gave the crab like a chance. She was like, hmm, he might not right. be so oh bad. Oh my God, can I say her <laughs> and the crab made me laugh so hard. That fantasy scene of them dancing with, with like the 80s like fantasy montage. So I, I really, that's one of the things that made me laugh fairly. Like that was that was a mullet you know. to end all mullets. <laughs> that yeah. mullet was hard. Like when oh. she started to butter his knuckle, I was like, oh my god! Man, when she got that old bay out, I'm like, oh, this is about to get rated NC17. <laughs> and, and she said it. She said she said like, hey, hey you just knuckle you butter. There are good moments of comedy in this. Unfortunately, the whole thing doesn't come together. Great, like again, there are moments that are definitely greater than the sum of the entire movie put together. And that's, I don't know, it makes it very memeable, I guess, but it's definitely like a popcorn, but I don't really have to pay super hard attention kind of movie. And that's fine. <laughs> it's one of those things where, I mean, you take it with a grain of salt. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. The only problem I really had with this, I mean, not the only problem, I've mentioned several problems, but the biggest problem I had with this, because I watched it and this whole time I'm thinking, this is a lot of stuff I've been asking for for a long time. I should be enjoying this more than I am. And yeah. I, I'm watching it, watching them fail on like a lot of different points that I know they could have hit really solidly. Jason okay. Bateman was the standout character for me. He in really this. was hilarious. He, he, like, but that's the thing, he's, he's, like, he's like a third, you know, supporting character. He's not even one of the good guys. He shouldn't be the the one that I'm like, no, that guy made the movie for me. It shouldn't have been him. It should have been either Melissa McCarthy or Octavia Spencer or even the daughter. I thought the daughter did a good job, but I thought she, she was did. also being brought down by her supporting main actors there. She doesn't have enough focus on her to make, like, I know it was like, it was supposed to be like super cool that she the way it ends and how she shows up at the end. But my thing is, I wish she'd spent a little bit more time with the interpersonal relationships between the three characters. If between her and her mom and Lydia, you had more interpersonal moments, that scene when she shows up at the end would have hit just a little bit harder. And it would have been like, yay, opposed to, oh. <laughs> I, I agree with you. The chemistry felt way off. That's like the biggest thing to me. It's like, I didn't buy uh, Emily and Lydia as friends. I didn't buy the daughter as this emotional linchpin they're trying to make her as. I didn't buy the, well, okay, I, I did buy the relationship between McCarthy and, um, and, uh, I want to call him Jason Statham, not Jason Statham, Jason Bateman. Bateman, Bateman. thank you. <laughs> I mean, that was good. Jason Statham would have been a very different movie. Um, oh, by the way, Jason did, Statham was uh, in there. Wait, hold on. What? No, by way, no. By the way, it just made me realize the two other things I'm gonna just like random trivia points about the movie I'm gonna hit is that what the young Lydia is Osa McCarthy's daughter. Um, that's Vil Vivian. That's Falcone. why they look um, so. <laughs> Two, the person who played the grandmother is the freaking grandmother from yes. Ghost Rider. Go Ghost Rider, yes! I said when oh. I saw it, and I knew Pat would know it when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh man, she's still alive. Oh, no, she's awesome. Oh. I, I, I pointed that out too. I pointed that out to Sarah when, um, when we were watching. She was like, why do I know the grandmother? And I'm like, did you watch the show called Ghost Rider growing up? And she was like, yeah. It's like, that was, the, that was Jamal's grandmother. And she's like, she played a grandmother 30 years ago and she plays a grandmother yes. now? It's like, yes. yeah, that's how Fountain grandmothering works. Time stops. Yeah, you don't, you well, don't like to be become... fair, she's a great grandmother in this one, so. Yes, yeah, but no, yeah, no, that, that was that was a good pull. That was a, I, I, no. Okay, um, 
basically what it comes down to is the movie is Thunder Force. I had hoped it would give us more than it did. Um, I thought Jason Statham. Not, I thought Jason Bateman. Uh, I thought Jason Statham would have been a good addition been a to this. Different guy. moment. No, honestly, I I, I, I've been doing I've been doing like the guest fantasy. casting in my head this whole time. Oh my god! If this, if this movie starred uh, uh, um, Rob Corddry and Viola Davis in the Lydia and Emily roles, that I think would have been that would have made this script work. And I think this script because we're, we're starting to lose Abby. I'll be quick. Um, I feel like this is a Justice League type problem where this may have been a really amazing three hour movie. And because they couldn't get three hours from Netflix, they had to like chop it up into bits. And mm -hmm. we got this hyper abridged, um, very shoddily slapped together version. Cause it did also seem to move really quick. Yeah, it does. So maybe that could be a thing. If I look more into it, more into it, um, maybe we'll see that there is a uh, director's cut out there that's worth watching. But for me yeah, like right now, as it stands, it's a thumbs down. Yeah, like, um, Shane. I'm, I'm, I'll give it a thumbs up just because like, again, largely inoffensive to me and darn, darn it. I just love some of the parts so much. Like there are certain parts and like, man, I will watch that part all day. <laughs> all right. Uh, Amanda. Uh, so I'm going to give this a thumbs down only because just like you said, the pacing, I think, was way, 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 way too fast. I don't think they spent enough time with the miscreants. I don't think they built up enough time of them becoming a duo. I uh, There are a lot of plot holes or things I think they could have enriched story. I think if they had had more time to flesh all that out, it could have been better. All right. And Abby, since you were joining us. Uh, I have to I have to agree with Amanda on this with the, with the thumbs down. Um, I had high hopes. Uh, it disappointed me. <laughs> it hurt my fifis. It's true. Does anybody else want the workout outfit besides me? I did like that workout. Uh, I, right? She was sexy you. in that yeah. outfit. That's you want the workout outfit, really? The, the, the tight. <laughs> I never even got asked one time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, you know, my bad. We, it, you'll notice we kind of got off on a roll here. But you know, it's it's it's, it's okay, man. Uh, look, I'm gonna consolidate everything. Thumbs down. Okay, not. <laughs> it's it's something. It's it's something that's not for me. All right. Well, uh, when she's not in a Ben Falcone movie, um, what's her name? Moses McCarthy. That's McCarthy. Her, the, the star wife. of this movie his wife. actually does decent. I'm bad with names today. I don't know what's going this on. Jason Bateman like is Jason Statham. Most McCarthy is forgotten. You, you realize this is the same situation we have with Melita Jokovic. Oh, Mila Jokovic? Well, <laughs> yeah, Mila Yeah, Lola Run, Resident Evil. All her movies are her husband's movies. What's yeah, wrong with that? Oh, I mean, what's wrong with that? Tim Burton did that with his baby mama, Hella Bonner Carter, too. And, like, no one's going to be like that. Nope. We see how, we see how tragic it? those have I mean, become. Those it's terrible. Yeah, but largely movies. his movies are better than um, Jokovic's husband's movies. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that. I feel like you see you feel, you see Mila Jovovich in a, in a trailer, you know what you're getting into. So yeah, you know, it's, no it's going to be a lot of action, but it's not going to be good. Man, <laughs> you got so much did, haterade. Yo, it's like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, the trailer starts, Monster Hunter. Word stalling Meliovich. Oh. Oh. Didn't you like Monster Hunter? Didn't you like the movie? I could have sworn you gave it a thumbs up. A lot of missed opportunities. I could have sworn y'all gave it a thumbs up. I didn't. Monster Hunter was a lot of missed opportunities, man. If you're not a fan of the games... 
maybe if you're a fan of the games you didn't like it either oh absolutely not my husband's a huge monster hunter fan i tried to get him to watch the movie and he was like no i don't want to watch it and then he saw a part of it and essentially walked in the room and went look if there are if those cat dudes aren't here then this is all bs and it took like over an hour into the movie for the cats to show up and he looked at it and went it's not enough and walked out the room. <laughs> Did you hear in the new one, Rise, that oh. instead of cal- cal- calicos, there's going to be like dog acos? I don't know what they're called. Like I'm, just upset. I'm just upset that you said in the new one. They're going to do another right. one of these the debacles? The game, the game, not the movie. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> there's going to be new Monster game. Hunter Ri- Rise. Where yeah. you can you can have a calico like your palico who's a cat or the, there's a dog version now so you can either yeah. have a cat pal or a dog pal and I'm actually yeah also they're coming up with a separate line of Monster Hunter games that are going to be on like the Switch and a couple other things that's oh. it's like as long as they're not putting like a Miljovich designed character in there just no don't say it too loud the, they'll find a they way to did that it. well yeah. they didn't oh. do that specifically they did something like that around the time the movie came out. You know what the horrors of it is? Like on the quarter two after the show today, we were going to talk about <laughs> cyberpunk games. And one of the most poignant ones I found that I had to put on the roster uh, is the Aeon Flux game. Not made from Aeon Flux, any of the game. previous existing properties or the animated uh, uh, shorts, but Aeon Flux, the Char- uh, Charlize Theron movie. Because oh. the game itself is still like one of the best produced property examples of cyberpunk in modern day. And it hurts to say it, Oh, just, oh, I feel it right here. Right here in the fridge. Danger of, boy. Uh, all right, so now on to happier topics. I'm going to kick it over to Abby, happy. who's been waiting with a zen-like patience to give us Ooh. the inside stuff on <sighs> God Strike. Now, God Strike is a boss rush bullet hell shooter that's available on Nintendo Switch. And Abby, you got a taste of this goodness. It is a bullet hell game with the infinite emphasis on the hell part. Um, (laughs) um, The game, so the game starts off with like this three minute prologue introducing like the backstory of the game, which is like very kind of simple. Uh, You play as like the chosen one that stands between like the evil people, like the evil deities that are trying to spread darkness throughout the world. And you have to sort of um, defeat the deities to, like, you know, save the world and save, like, the island that you live on. And um, those deities are the bosses that you have to beat with the bullets. They have, they're not even bullets, man. Like, they're just, like, energy. It's, it's really weird. But, like, it gets weirder. <laughs> this isn't doing, like, some kind of BS metaphor for like, okay, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's a PBS action show. See, the way you take out enemies is you hit them with bullets of knowledge. You know, it's, it's like one of those ridiculous things. It gets things. weirder because, so you have this time limit of sorts that isn't a time limit, but it acts as both your health and your currency. Where you have about like, the, uh, with the tutorial, you start off with about four and a half minutes Every time you get hit by the sort of bosses or like every time you take damage, you don't take damage, the time goes down by 15 seconds. So if you get hit by one of like the energy bullets that they shoot out, then the time goes from four and a half minutes to four minutes and 50 seconds, 15 seconds down to four minutes every single time you get hit. Oh, I kind of like that. Get- it adds like a gritty 
you know, effect to it. It's like, okay, you got hit, but you're already bleeding out. So the whole thing is how much can you do before you ultimately die? And then you got yeah. hit again. Well, psh, they opened up a second bullet hole. Now you've got less time. Nice job. It's dark. It's an interesting yes. concept of like a, a doom timer. Yeah. Hmm. So like once it hits zero, you technically, you can still fight. But when you're on zero, once you get hit that last time, you die and you have to restart the whole battle. And um, it's really annoying having to restart it, especially because a lot of the bosses have like more than one life. Like, oh, they, they do like, that whole, like you take down the, the entire ninja bar and then oh they, oh, they mutated. Now they're back to full. Well, essentially it's like they have like, there's like three levels. Like there's like the most powerful, like there's like tier one boss level where like you like attack them and they are like, and you weaken them. So like the second sort of boss fight between you and this like specific monster is like, they're slightly weaker. They just have different attacks and you have to defeat that. And then there's like the tier three boss level where they have different attacks and you have to defeat that. All okay, so they're not making, like powering them up to full every time. No, it's just like different attacks. Okay, because you scared me. One of the things, one of the tropes <laughs> I hate the most in gaming is the, this isn't even my final form BS where it's like, I just be, I just whooped this boss's ass and then immediately well you know I took I took my hat off so now I'm at full power. It's, know, it's essentially it's it's they do the opposite. It's um, every time you defeat them, they get a tiny bit weaker. As in, like let's just say you fight like a boss that has six arms. The first time you defeat <laughs> oh. them, the first time you defeat them, they lose two of their arms. The second time, they lose two more of their arms. The third time you defeat them, you just defeat them overall because they have no more arms they can use. Or like yeah, that they never sort do those of right. The only the only only property to ever do that correctly was Venture Brothers. Rock Samson facing off against the thing with six arms, chops one arm off, takes that one arm and uses it to keep punching him in the balls again and again <laughs> until he gives up. That's how you kill one of those guys. So you also have abilities you can use that sort of take time off of like the, take the overall time. Like for example, if you had like four and a half minutes originally to defeat the six armed boss, then like if you added in an ability, instead of having four and a half minutes total, you only have four minutes and 15 seconds to start with to defeat this boss, because now you also have this ability that can help you defeat him. So that's like a different aspect that I didn't really get, but like after a while, I sort of got used to it and it was kind of a good thing. So you can either have more time and more health, or you can have um, like, you can be stronger and have stronger abilities um, and beat him faster. And everything you said sounds a lot more like hardcore and just like, you know, frankly, kind of gangster than I would normally expect from, uh, well, from a Nintendo Switch game. And then, from, yeah, but the uh, thing is, is like, it's impossible to, it's not impossible, but it's really difficult to avoid the projectiles from the, uh, from the boxes. Like, every, it took me a good, like, three or four tries at least to defeat the, tutorial because the projectiles and just how bullets yeah just like the bullets are so hard to avoid when you're not used to how they move how? and mm -hmm. and each time Amanda, each time 
Nay, sorry. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how big is your hitbox? Because it seems like you might have a really small hitbox and these projectiles have a bigger range of impact too. They do. Like it's, you have a small hitbox, but the, but the bullets have a lot of range and they just like, it's endless. Like every time you think you have a hit, uh, every time you get in close, you get hit. Every time you try and dodge, you get hit by another one that's right next to it. And you're just like, it's endless. And I managed to finally figure out how to defeat it. And I was like, so close to losing. Cause every time you get hit, you lose another 15 seconds. So if you get hit four times, you, you were down a minute and, and like down like a quarter of your health. And it's really annoying when like you're down like half of your health and you don't want to die and then you just end up dying and it's just like you have to go through it again and again and again you have to figure out like do i really need this power up or do you think i need all my health but so it's really replenish it all like uh no like, it you, doesn't you, you, like there's very oh. there are a couple times like very rarely and they're only like available for like five seconds so you have to get to like the other side of like the sort of arena in order to get it and it's super upsetting when you don't end up getting it and i I just never get them because it's not worth it because then I get hit when I get it and it's super frustrating. It was really frustrating to defeat the bosses <laughs> and like a, a few times I would have to like actually quit the game, stand up and like do laundry or something and then come back and actually finish it because I could not sit still and do it. <laughs> so I was like, but like I, I still oh. continued to come back to play it. So like that has to say something about just how, like not just because I wanted to like be truthful for the review, but actually because like even you held a grudge and you're like, "There's no way this mother is getting the best of me." That yeah, rage so, like, demon is a real with, thing. Even with everything that's like happening in the game, I was like, I have to finish the game, and I would have to give it a thumbs up, even with all of the frustrating gameplay that I had to deal with. Like, I still managed to be like, oh my god, like this is awesome, and I kept coming back. So that's the it, best like <laughs> example of a game that pisses you off to no end, and you just want more. Like, That's exactly what it is. It's you like just showed resiliency. And that is beautiful. <laughs> okay, so the game is God Strike. Uh, apparently, earns Abby's seal of approval. Bullet Storm, Abby. Now, Bullet Storm, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, hey. when, when the day Abby runs out in the middle of a fight, yells to some fool, "I'm gonna kill your dick." That's gonna be a that's gonna be a special, special, uh, special but it's not even in its final form. I dubbed the. Okay, the game is God Strike. Uh, it's available on Nintendo Switch. Uh, the solid thumbs up, Abby. That was. It sounds like you had a really good time. I, I d <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love that totally. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now we're gonna talk about something that. I think, I hope at least, we actually did have a good time because I know I had a good time. Uh, we got to read Wicked Things. This is a new book from Boom Studios. Uh, it's about uh, 19 year old Charlotte, um, I got it written here, what's wrong with me? Uh, Charlotte Grote, uh, who has her, I mean, she's got her whole life ahead of her. She's a young detective. Uh, she's going to Oxford, you know, and she's one of these amateur uh, detectives that's solving all the neighborhood crimes, you know. Um, she's ultimately framed for murder 
uh, of the potential murder of someone she really admires, and then everything goes straight belly up. Now, because this is set in the UK and Charlotte is not black, she actually has a chance to redeem herself. Ah! Yeah. Um, she's given the choice between going to jail, uh, pretty much like just admitting guilt and saying, yeah, lock me up for life, or working for the police since her murder victim isn't actually dead yet. And he's the one that can act, that can prove with just a simple, a simple, a simple sentence, you know, that no, I didn't kill this fool, you know, let me out. So, um, Lottie decides to, uh, Lottie, um, damn it, friggin' Charlotte, Charlotte. who's called Lottie. Sorry. Uh, she decides to work with the police and while she's doing this, she'll help them solve like their collection of crimes. And at the same time, she can help find a way to catch the real murderer and clear her name. So. I got to check this out. We got to check this out. I have to say, dude, I enjoyed this goofy ass, silly ass, but still endearing and kind of decent detective story. I mean, am I alone in this? Because Shana, you nope. seem very disaffected over there. <laughs> no, actually, I did like it. And it, it's funny because um, it reminds me of um, this weird meme that I had seen a while ago. And it's it was essentially that gifted children become depressed adults. And you see her go through that actual transition, like in the first couple chapters, like my dreams are crushed, everything's over, before she gets like drive again to Yeah, that, that <laughs> whole when she accepted her fate at. of working, getting the police coffee. I was just like, damn, that's, ouch. And it's funny because they make the reference that a lot of these teen um, detectives don't continue being detectives as they grow older mm. and and it's like once that wonder kid thing is done like they go off in, into obscurity and and i'm like huh i i was like man i relate to that <laughs> like deeply saying <laughs> it's like memory show Flip yeah back. no no yeah no no i was one of those kids so i was just you like junior detective that's awesome this. I was not a junior detective. I was one of those kids who was considered special. <laughs> oh, you were you were gifted or a junior. Yeah. Well, not Oh, junior, I, thought, I, thought, I thought she meant she was gifted. finding pirates gifted. and smugglers gold yeah. in caves on the yeah, weekends. No. If only my life was that interesting. But um, no, I was just, you know, the kid who kept, I was just one of the handful of kids who kept the like standardized scores high enough for your, your school or grade, depending on how you broke it down. <laughs> Okay. All right, and Amanda. Mm. Uh, uh, so I absolutely 100% loved this. Uh, and I mean, and and I like comics, but like I'm not usually super engrossed. Like most times I tend to stick with my mutants and, and my Avengers, and I don't tend to, you know, venture too far from that. But, you know, something like Lumberjanes will come out and will blow my mind. And this kind of came out of left field for me. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And granted, I love me a, a mystery. Uh, the animation style is so fresh to me, and I like the fact that, like, you know, she's 19, she's thick with, like, three Cs, and she she makes no bones about it. Like, no one's, like, anyone who seems to be kind of weirdly talking down at her is talking, you know, is sniding her abilities, and they're not going for, like, the low fruit of, like, you know, trying to cripple this woman down from, you know, her look. So the the fact that she may or may not have a boyfriend, like, they don't even really talk about love interests in this. Which is what I thought we were gonna get. Like I thought there'd be like some teenage boy detective that she would also kind of like, and like they'd have a rivalry, and then maybe they'd make out. And like I thought they, they would have go... done that in the halfway house. 
Like I thought, or, I thought uh, she had other things to think about. I, I thought they were gonna set us up for like the this, you know, this setup that oh they're gonna combine forces and be like the ultimate team. And no, she do bad all by herself. She don't need no man. Like she don't need she don't need nothing. She got it. You know, and the fact that like this Oh, is that's really, the message you took from this. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like the fact that like she gets she gets framed for murder and like through the course of some of these books, like even the cops are like, why aren't you investigating your own case? She's like, You're giving me funner things to do. Like I'll figure it out. I'm not worried about it, guys. I didn't do it. <laughs> like, true, yo, you can you can find a gritty, horrible murderer, or we can investigate these casino robberies that must involve multiple levels of of planning and 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 like manipulation of folks. Could be an inside job, you know. I'm like, yo, you throw you, like, you, like the the, the, the sweetest love, piece is over here. You want me I to like, go over the, here and enjoy this mild farina on the side, yeah. like. You gotta appreciate that some of her most outlandish theories are the the ones, or at least the theories that the police like brush off the quickest, mm. are the ones that are right. Like the biathlete thing. <laughs> like, that was, oh my yeah. god, that was yeah. a that was a happy coincidence. That could have. No, it's not. She yeah. has you don't even want to give her credit, man. Right. I, I'll give her credit, yo. Failed. She's figured out People. some. Yeah, like, like okay, the, 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 like like the twin thing. The twin, the twin thing. thing was just like that's observation and really well. That's detective work, you know. The biathlete thing because you own a mask and you've got a gun. You must be a failed biathlon performer. Yeah, yeah. It's, Abby, it's you, some, what, like, what are your thoughts on Wicked? It's things? like it's like um, it's like Sherlock, but like worse. <laughs> It's like Nancy Drew after life is uh, uh, like, uh, life is hit a little too hard. It's like it's a Nancy Holmes. Yeah, so. it's uh, Anola Holmes because like she gets to these outlandish like outlandish theories with very little to no evidence, which just don't make any sense with like Sherlock Holmes and stuff like he, they actually somewhat explain like why did he get to there why is it this or that like it's not like this crazy theory and like also why are they letting a suspected murderer help out on the police force well I can answer that she, I she, mean yeah, FBI does that all time. yeah with hackers but she's not a fair, but she's not a hacker. So yeah, they also yeah, do him with detective. That's yeah. all the popular. Yeah, you ever watch Castle? This dude had no skills, but he wrote detective novels. Suddenly, he's yeah. solving uh, international conspiracies left and right with a group of uh, surprisingly, like uh, culturally and somewhat racially diverse cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby Doo, right? I mean, how do they solve their mysteries? You know, they're they're well, on drugs. High well, actually, on you drugs, know, right? yeah, they, they have mysteries. a talking dog. What that's because they're high. To be Abby. fair, four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the um, Sherlock Holmes thing. Um, Sherlock only ever explains things at the end. He never explains things as he figures them out. I, I know well, like the, the TV Robert Downey shows, Jr. They do the whole mind does. palace thing and Robert Downey Jr. You see him working it out in his head, but like in the books, no, he just does what he does. Sometimes doesn't bother to explain it. But <laughs> when I'm pressed, he'll be like, "Hey, here's what it is," and and they're like, "How you figure out?" I just knew. No, that is a good point. I'm a little upset that none of the modern Sherlock Holmes properties have had him say the word indubitably. 
I remember he does hearing say those that. stories over the years, and I have yet to hear uh, that or, utterance. Or from... elementary, my dear Watson. Oh, that yes. was in the books. The tropes. But still, we grew up oh, on those cartoons. Anyone that had one of those hats, <laughs> they'd say elementary. And then, depending on the property, they'd put a pipe in their mouth. And it would either yep. be smoke or it'd be bubbles. Yeah, bubbles. That, that, elementary, that my dear. Bubbles. If a coat thing wasn't in the books, weird. Very few things uh, they carry like over. The whole, the, the whole Sherlock stereotype isn't in the book, to be fair. Thank you, yeah, great he, he never wore the hunter thing, I don't think. <laughs> he never wore the hunter um, like, no, cloak in the No, that hat. wasn't a thing. He did yeah, dress. Was... He dressed a little weird, honestly. He was also really skinny, and he was an um, opiate act, act. Right, he was on drugs. Opiates are a hell of a drug. I say nothing, but I no, mean, no, y'all it's... gonna put that on the table. Yeah, he was high as well, a kite. You know, We're not trying to put that on. There's, I... there's that red line. Oh, Scooby Doo. We're, 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 we're there now. Abby's been trying to give this Drugs. nice, very journalistic, journalistic integrity uh, uh, Sorry, uh, uh, review, and we just stepped over a time. Like, yeah, he was on coke too, right? Yeah, and his fashion style sucked. Well, Damn. my only point was that sometimes Sherlock would have like these brilliant moments, and it's funny because they actually bring it up in the thing. Her best friend, who's also investigating her case, who she has a whole breakdown moment. She's like, I'm. A, she's like, I'm a detective too, but I'm more of a Doctor Watson, and that. And that I think was the difference between the two of them is that Lottie would have the like those strokes of brilliant genius that mm. Sherlock would have that helped her solve the case, whereas her friend was very good at you know following evidence, feeling out people. Mm. Like that's why they work well together. But you I never actually get to of, see them work together. I had a couple of really awkward flashbacks while reading that bit too. Because everywhere that they went to investigate, and then one person would talk to someone else, and then her homegirl would go back and talk to them, they were all about the friend. Like, oh my God, you're so charming. I love you. Yes, you can uh, go in the evidence locker. Help yourself to anything. You know, it's it's. it's uh, everyone She's responds like that to her. Whereas the the one who's coming through asking serious questions, like, yeah, now nah, you need to leave before I call security. I had I mean, flashbacks to every time uh, both me and Shane were at a con trying to cover some stuff. And I'm like trying to get an interview. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Negro, you uh, need to go to the back of the line. Shana's walking by. Hey, hey, she's be charming young lady. Do you want to come by and talk to, talk to Stan Lee? He spot you from across the convention hall and wanted to give you some. It didn't happen with Stan Lee, Wait. but it happened enough times. Yeah. Wait, like, wait, hey, you want a photo op? It's like, yeah, sure. Let me call over my co-host. What, this big goony black guy? Nah, let's let's keep him out of this for now. Like, because women and boobies. See, Shayna wasn't dressing revealing or anything. It that was doesn't matter. She got boobies. Her charming self. And they just like, well, you know, we have to get you into this big photo op with the whole cast of uh, of uh, of Shield yeah, or whatever I mean, else. But Pat that did not happen either. Right, they, they, you, you got I got no celebrity just, pictures. The names are escaping me right now, but yeah, everyone, everyone, everywhere Shayna went that I also went, I came back with horror stories of, man, it's rough. No one wants to speak to press, dude. They're all so angry and hostile. And she's like, what are you talking about? They gave me free t-shirts and stuff. They were able to all my, my swag bags. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm sorry, Abby. I, I just had to. I just had. To, I just had to get that trauma out. Um, no, I'm saying, just saying. I'm. I, I'm just wondering. Were you at Boston Comic Con the year Stanley was there? I was. Shane, I don't think you were. Were you? I was not. Because okay. I, I, I was. You were. Oh, yeah. I, 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 have I ever been to Boston Comic Con? I've been to um, Patsy's a couple not, times. Not for us. Yeah, I haven't. Then I haven't. Yeah, the only, the only, the only, we stopped. We stopped going to Boston Comic Con. Um, I want to say 2016, 2015, 2016. 
I'm that's when sure I started going. Yeah, I, think I'm, 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 I might be off by like a year, but at some yeah. point they became real stank depressed. And yeah, I was like, just we like, you know what? We got so many better things to do. Yeah, yeah we you know, the to first time I went to New York is when Stan Lee was there and meeting everyone, and that changed immediately. I'm just like, how did I miss like the last time it was easy to meet Stan Lee? And I, I remember vaguely, I was probably on one of those kicks of like, yo, Virgil call me a nigga. And then, you know, I'm just going back to my hotel room. I don't want to be here no more. And then Shayna was like, hey, Stan Lee gave me a high five. That did not happen. Could have happened. Give Stan Lee got matching tattoos. Like, that, that also could have happened. Never shut up. I would, I would not like. put it past you. Uh, all right. Um, so, Abby, you did not hate Wicked Things, it sounds like. No, I did enjoy it. I, I, I found some of it like, yeah, some of it I didn't entirely get. Like, why was she working on the police force? Um, why was she given access to information that if she herself is also like, like, you know, possibly part of a crime, why was she given access to other crimes? Like, it's like some of it just didn't add up to me. But other than that, like the, the story itself was really cool. It was nice to see like, just like a kid my age just being smart and i was like i could have been that i could have been smart but i'm you not well you, don't know that. Oh, you are oh, smart. You would be on the show i'm not i'm not i'm not that type i'm not sherlock smart i don't think anyone's sherlock smart very few people, people are sherlock is yeah. real, guys remember he is a fictional character so that could be true right look for every stephen hawking there are about a thousand people who are just ridiculously dumb so <laughs> There are a thousand Florida men. This is a horrible this is a horrible motivational speech you're giving right now. <laughs> Just, it really is. Uh, <laughs> I, I got you guys. I got you. I got this. It is what it is. That's majority of the population is not gonna have an IQ over 125. It is just what it is. Well, Abby, I think you're very smart. I'm also yeah. very disturbed by the amount you know about random acts of cannibalism and what is and isn't illegal uh, when it comes to how you could how you can or can't eat people and the conditions surrounding it. Um, I mean, it's funny how this, one thing is, but isn't illegal. Stop it. I enjoyed reading this. the The way I can justify um, why she was given access to all that in the police force is it's a work of fiction. Yeah. Also, also I've watched enough of those uh, the the new generation of police procedurals where the police are working with one uh, eccentric specialist. And that one eccentric specialist, for some reason, gets licensed to do whatever the hell they want because they close cases. The mentalist, Castle, um, uh, oh damn, the, the, the serious one with that guy from Dharma and Greg, uh, all of them, they have oh, uh, the one person who's like yeah, on the police force. Lines. Yeah, think, yeah, the police force that's like shutting <laughs> down hard-boiled detectives and this goofy person that follows them everywhere. But somehow, because they have a, a, a you know a, 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 a fun scarf, they're solving all the murders, all the terrorist plots, everything, and it's just it just makes for like fun entertainment. Amanda, I you've think, been trying to disagree with me yeah. for eight minutes. What do you got? I was I was just gonna say, guys, we we've seen elements of this. OG, Silence of the Lambs. Like, you know, when when you when you get someone crazy and you got them locked up, but they have a mindset that you might not be able to look at, why not leverage that type of intelligence? So they think they think they think well to be fair, Hannibal Lecter wasn't just like like he's a criminal and he was a genius, but he was also a very decorated psychologist. Right. Which was how he got his victims in the first place. If you've got all these, you know subsets of knowledge that are not your forte 
kind of sitting around not doing anything, like they might help you. So, be hey, she might be a murderer. We're doing these crime things. She might be able to help us while we try to pin her. And, you know, so like you're, you're kind of playing, you know, what, how much of it is worth it? And I mean, granted, as as you can tell in most of these comments, like she doesn't seem all that fixated on on exonerating herself. So it's not like you know she's trying to figure out how to get out of their clutches. Like she's like, nah, I'm just here. I'm just here doing this thing because I know I love, I I love that. I love I, it was fun. I loved how it was fun because to her solving mysteries, the detective work was fun. She's in this yeah. police uh, force where all these jaded cops pretty much hate their job. They hate criminals. They hate themselves. And they just go in and treat her like crap because, oh, you're the new smiling face. But it's my job on a daily basis, daily basis to break you down. And she's just there like, no, I love catching criminals. I love working out the different plots. I love finding clues. Don't you all enjoy the hell out of this? And they're just like trying to beat that birthing daily out of her. But she never lost that. She started nope. to. But just, the ultimate, the, but the core a uh, story mechanic of this is it all comes down to how much she's enjoying being a detective, how much she's enjoying finding clues, following leads, and ultimately putting the criminals in jail. I'm just like, yo, that's this is refreshing to read because it's fun. Um, mm -hmm. It's yeah, English, so fun. it's a little different. You know, that whole British uh, uh, environment versus uh, police versus uh, American. Uh, environment and the British police versus the American police. It's like, oh, they're both dicks on either side of the pond. Okay. And ultimately, yeah. I enjoyed reading this, dude. I had a good time. It was a refreshingly fun time uh, uh, reading it. And I got to give Wicked Things a thumbs up. Shayna? Yeah, I really enjoyed this comic, too. Um, and honestly, this is one of the few that we've read that the end setup gave me, like, real excitement to the thought process of reading the next series because I think they did a really good job setting up, oh, not what the next mystery was going to be, but who's going to be working on it. And I, I like that thought process. Um, I really like the way it played. I, I, I just like the dialogue. I like this. I give it a thumbs up. It was just a good comic all around. And it was a good story with good characters. I'm, I feel like I've said the word good a lot. Um, <laughs> Like, how else do you describe it? It 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 was a well done project, and yeah, I would totally keep reading it if uh like if it comes across me desk again, I will definitely read it some more. Like, cause yeah, this sounds like a setup that something that could be like a really really entertaining series. All right, Abby. Uh, I have to go with the thumbs up as well. It's definitely an entertaining series. Um, there, it's a good comic. I. And the, one of the, my favorite things that I think makes it a good comic is, is because I know it won't happen in real life. So it's nice to see like a nice what if situation. <laughs> so, you don't need any real life Nancy Drews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was, it was one of those like, it's like, um, it's a good whodunit type situation that I do like. So it's definitely a thumbs up. All right, I'm reading in the news right now. Local police have uh, apparently consulted with Aaron Hernandez. To, uh, okay. right. And Amanda. Uh, so obviously overwhelming thumbs up for me. Um, this is definitely something that, you know, I want to keep following. I'd like to see where this is going to go after this. Uh, I... I like the fact that she's she's just a 19 year old girl. She just she likes solving crimes and getting her hair straight, and, and she just wants a damn straightener. Like, give the girl a straightener. I'm all about it. Um, 
the all the characters that are likable are absolutely likable and the ones that are a little you know muddled or gray like you understand why they are that way so like it doesn't feel like oh this person is you know bad for bad reasons like he's just bad it's like no no we've got some whys here it's like oh i know why you're thinking this way I that know, I makes feel like sense. they were a little ob obtuse on why the translator was one of those people like, she was jealous. What was her problem. She was jealous. Yeah, I think that was it. And also, yeah. she was incorrectly <laughs> translated. Like, like not like, like intentionally. No, and like yeah, she was, said it. Yeah, I know she was intentionally doing it, but like the last thing towards the end of like the there's two of them. Like she said, like is she part of like the whole thing? Like I, I am so confused. Like I want to <laughs> see if she's like part of the heist or not. I don't think she is, red but herring. It yeah, was, it dangles those. Yeah, uh, those yeah. I'm not sure if it's a red herring or not, but it's I, something that I'm curious about. I think it is. I, I think it is a red herring just because I think the her issue was essentially that she was in love with her boss and she couldn't, and so she was just trying to keep other females away from him because oh, she was so afraid she was like, that so someone like, else. How dare this him. Western hussy? Come after my mom. She was like, she was like, notice me, senpai. Okay, I'll make sure like, no other woman can get noticed by you. She's like, right. she's like, love me, senpai. Please, senpai, love me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to jump bacon. in. I just, I just can never resist the urge to use the word hussy in uh, conversation. I jumped on your that. point, Amanda. Continue, please. I'm sorry. But, but overall, and I mean, I thought the animation animation style was really fresh. Like, I, I like the fact that we have. I, I like that we got a hippie. We have a, 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 a thick hipped detective kicking butt and taking names and like, like not and not like smacking people down to do it like she just she has a passion for it it's what she wants to do she's driven to do it and she doesn't care about all that other stuff men get oh. out of here i'm not even worried oh. about that i got crowns oh. to solve I love her little detective outfit with her little tweed pants yeah, yes, yeah. i was like oh you're so cute she's so stylish <laughs> and i love it all right so the book is called wicked things available now in trade apparently it's adorable it is. Uh, <laughs> and and it's uh, apparently thumbs up all around, so it's highly recommended. And it's out right now from Boom Studios. Check it out. And it sounds like, it definitely sounds like, I got the sense from reading this, that it's going to be, a, that there will be a second series. So, I mean, I'd recommend looking into it. We'd recommend looking into it. And it might be worth the time. Speaking of time, we are out of it. And okay. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled, debate-heavy episode of The Geek Down. I want to thank Shayna Shea. I want to thank Amanda Panda. You're welcome. I want to thank Abby Abstergo. Very well. And I want to thank the Executioner. The Thunder Force Ranger. Where these are coming from. I want to remind I you mean, all, if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. And also, too, I mean, hit us up on the website. Go to geek-down.com and see all our goodness, all reviews and random wackiness. And if any of that moves you, check out the overall shows on the rest of the site at villains.wtf. And we've got all the latest and greatest from various walks of life and experiences and entertainment and good stuff. And also, while you're in, a, in an exploring mood, you may want to check out Amanda Panda and her endeavors acts. Black Compat. You can find me on Twitch, blackcompat.com. I'm on Instagram. I play games and have feels and stuff in front of everyone. That's right. It gets <laughs> it gets it gets a little gets a little real. All right. I want to thank you all for joining us. And mind you, you can catch us next week, same bat time, same bat channel, right here. But until then, next to each other. Peace. The best writers are the ones that get high. The best 
detectives are the ones that get drunk and the vices can unlock the power to your mind. See, this is why we don't record PSAs. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>